I'm Amber. And I'm Becca. From cranberries to cows and everything in between, this is Forward Farming. Hey guys, welcome back to Forward Farming. I'm really excited for today's guest because the internet is just a crazy place and this, uh, the internet brought me to our next guest. As you guys know, I'm a big baseball fan. I went to school for sports management. I worked in baseball um, for a little bit before coming back to the marsh. And I'm a big Brewers fan, you guys, if you didn't know. Um, and <laughs> today's guest, I followed his wife on social media. And a couple of years ago, I saw her tweet out that she wanted to take her family to a cranberry marsh. And I immediately rose my hand and I slid into those DMs. You guys got to come out here. <laughs> so she she messaged me back. Thankfully, she didn't think I was too creepy. <laughs> and uh, they came out and hung out with us during a day of harvest and brought two of their kids. And it was just, it was just a super fun day. And I'm so excited that both of my worlds kind of collided in in this family. So um, please help me welcome Casey Sogard to the podcast today. So Casey, thank you so much for joining us today. <laughs> thank you for having me. That's like truly, honestly, one of our family's favorite memories to this day. So you really made our dreams come true. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like such a creep. I took a screenshot no. of your tweet to my mom. I'm like, oh my God, should I yeah. message her? <laughs> Before she could respond, I'm like, oh, too late. I already did. <laughs> Not creepy at all. It was like the best. Actually, I told Sadie, one of our kids that came with us that day, um, I was like, I'm going on this podcast. It's my friend from the Cranberries. When we went, she's like, oh, that nice girl. That's what she oh. I was like, yes, that nice girl. Oh, sweetie. She was so blushing. cute. It, it was the best. It was the best. <laughs> So, Casey, I wanted you to come on today um, just because I think your family has such a cool story. Like, I'm I'm going to nerd out about it because I think, <laughs> like, the circle that you guys have made in the last couple of years is just so crazy. So kind of walk me through a little bit about how you and your husband met to where you got today. I know that's going to be, a, like, a long time period, but... Tell me, tell me everything, where you grew up, what, what's your social security, just give me all the tea. <laughs> I'll tell everybody, everybody wants the info, right? No. Um, okay, I guess, where do I start? We met in college, we both went to Arizona State, I played softball, he played baseball, um, our teams just kind of like hung out with each other all the time, you know, softball, baseball, and we just... <laughs> My kids are like at the door. <laughs> this is my life. This is my life. Go away, please. Go away, please. I love you. Go away. Sounds to us all the time. So oh we we are used to the interruptions. This is, this is like a day in the life, right? Real life, right here. Um, our teams hung out. Like we just ended up hanging out a bunch and. He was actually, so we started officially dating and then he got drafted maybe like two months later. So our whole relationship basically until we got engaged was long distance. He played baseball for, he was drafted by the Padres and then was traded to the A's. We spent six years in Oakland. Then we went to the Brewers and 
a bunch of places after that. But he finished his career in, gosh, what year was that? 2021? Oh my goodness, stop! Stop, please, stop. I'm on the phone. Go away, please. <laughs> this is a prime example of, I left them with Eric, right? <laughs> Does anyone else have dad problems? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just kidding. I love him. I love him. He's the best dad ever. <laughs> but get your so, act together. But come on, get the kids. <laughs> Where was I? So he ended his career in 2021 after a year with the Cubs. And he was just like kind of ready to be done. He had a long career especially in baseball, like careers don't normally last that long. We were super blessed in that way. He was healthy for almost all of it. Um, but he was just like missing at home. We have five kids and he was like, I feel like I'm missing them growing up. So he was, he was just ready. How, okay. Talk to me a little bit about your family dynamic too. So five kids is a lot. How, <laughs> how did you yeah. decide on five <laughs> How did you, is five kind of your final number? Are you okay with five oh or what, is that, is that a loaded question? Yeah. Yeah. We're good with five. Like we always say like anything after three, like it's just what a, you know, it's chaos. It's like beautiful chaos. We love it, but like, it's going to be crazy. So what's another, like, I think we're good at five. I think we're pretty good at five. We never really anticipated five. If you would have asked us when we got married, we probably would have said like two or three. And then we ended up adopting a couple of kids at during the middle of baseball, which was also crazy. Um, it is. It was wild. Very wild. But it was it was great. And I think we're we're pretty settled on five, I think. How was it um for you? basically being a single mom during the season because I know this can kind of tie back to farmers too like during the harvest season there's a lot of moms that kind of feel like they're they're a single mom um during that season yeah what were some of the ways that you survived <laughs> basically because that's that's a lot it's great to handle by yourself <laughs> it is a lot so for anyone listening that doesn't know about baseball like the season is April through October there's also a month and a half of spring training before that. So essentially it's like February to October. Um, and they play 165 games in 180 days, I believe it is. The fact that so, he made it through that without a huge injury or something is just, yeah, it blows yeah, my so mind. <laughs> he had one year of knee surgery and he was out for one season and then came back and was like great the next year. But yeah, it, that's also another reason he was like ready at the end because he was a utility guy, played all the time, just different positions, lots of wear and tear. So physically, his body was like, he's like, I'm old. These guys I'm playing with now are like 19 and I'm like old enough to be their dad. <laughs> like time is probably up for me. <laughs> but yeah, it was just, it was amazing that he got to do that. It was crazy. Like, I don't know how I did it. I look back and I'm like, how am I alive right now? <laughs> like full transparency. We had, after we had two or three, we had a nanny most of the time with us because he would be gone. Usually it was like seven to 10 days home, seven to 10 days away. 
so it was just a lot like I needed help I especially once we had three to five it there's just no way that I could have done all of it by myself I just don't I mean there probably was there's single moms out there that are amazing but I needed the help so I got the help (laughs) good for you I mean I think that's kind of the hardest thing is just asking for help initially and to recognize that is yeah is a big first step how I just I just had an episode um, a couple weeks ago where I talked about traveling with with Porter. Um, he's two. How did you do? You have any travel tips and suggestions? Because I mean, you are traveling all over the place, and you still travel a lot with your kids. What's What's your secret to to making them? Okay I always with that? just say like, the more you do it, the better they're gonna get at it. If it's something they like, have no idea how to do, they've never experienced it. Everything is new they're just going to like feel a little bit crazy because they don't know what's going on. But the more you do it, the better they get. Like my kids just run through an airport now. Like they could, my three-year-old could probably do it on his own. Like he's just, he's done it a million times. He just knows what he's doing. But also my other tip is like, just don't care what other people think because that's always like our concern, right? Like what if he cries and everyone's annoyed with it? Like, if you don't have headphones in this day and age on a plane, like that's your own fault. (laughs) Kids are going to cry. They're going to be kids. Like you just have to forget other people's opinions or what they think and just go with the flow. (laughs) Yeah. That was kind of our issue. We were sitting in the airport and, um, Dan was kind of like looking around at everybody like, oh, these people are judging us for giving our kid Burger King. And I'm like, well, (laughs) your problem is that you're looking at other people like pay attention to your kid. (laughs) So funny. It is true. Like you're, I don't know, you just are always worried about other people. And I'm like, I'm never going to see this person again. If my kid cries, like, I don't want them to cry. So I'm going to do everything I can to get them not to. But kids so we're just gonna ignore everyone around us <laughs> do what you gotta do to survive that's, yeah that's exactly. the main takeaway <laughs> exactly <laughs> so when when Eric was ready to to hang things up what what kind of conversations did you guys have um leading up to that and and where how did you decide where to settle since you guys are are you both from Arizona yeah, we're both there. Both of our families were there. Mm-hmm. So how did you land in Tennessee? It's very random. Um, <laughs> neither of us had really ever been to Tennessee. Like we, he had played in Nashville, like when he was in AAA, like once or twice. And I had been here like once, but we really just kind of like felt that we were supposed to be here. I don't know. I, I was just telling him like, God just needed us here for some reason so this is why we're here like surprise but we actually love it so much like we've traveled everywhere and there's never really been a place that we've been like oh I could see myself like staying there for the rest of our lives but once we got here we're like this is it like we just love it we feel so at home we love the seasons it's it's beautiful it's been super great for us and you guys are building a little homestead, which I think is so fun. <laughs> How has that always been kind of like your end goal? Or is that something again, where it was just like, you know, this sounds fun. Let's try this and, and see how we like it kind of a thing. So I we always say like our homestead kind of came back to 
right when Eric retired. So we, I don't know if you saw this part of our lives, we bought a renovated school bus and it was renovated into an RV, it had bunk beds, a shower, like it was just basically an RV and we just took it out. Like he had just retired. And so we were kind of like, what are we supposed to to do like we're staying in one place like we've never done this before <laughs> so we bought a school bus and then we drove all over the country um as we were on our trip we ended up our bus broke down for like a month and a half maybe two months and we ended up staying at our friend's house our family friends in Oregon and they had 10 acres and it was just like heaven they had a pond and a creek and trees and an orchard like it was just we it was like our moment we were like this is what we want for our kids like they were just running around barefoot all day long and it was the most like us that we had ever like felt we're like this is like what we want for our family so we literally were driving home in the bus bought a house sight unseen on 16 acres and came home, packed up our old house and moved here. And here we are. <laughs> the amount of anxiety I have just thinking about all of that. Like, are both of you just so chill that you don't care? Or were you both kind of freaking out? No, I, I think baseball has like really prepared us in that way, right? Like That's true. We've moved a million times. Moving is like no big deal to us. We're like, oh, if we don't like it, we'll just move again. <laughs> We've done it a thousand times. We just did it. <laughs> I love that. That's. <laughs> I feel like everyone always asks us, are you going to move again? Like, is it time for you to move yet? Because we're always just going everywhere. But like, once we got here, like, this is hope. Like, this is what we've always like I've always wanted this feeling I didn't I didn't know that it was gonna come from like being on land because I'd never lived on land before but it's great it's amazing so neither one of you have had experience with like a farm before no <laughs> what I feel so unqualified to be here no. talking with you <laughs> no I love this because it, I think it's helpful for people <laughs> who are kind of like thinking about this and and how to start so what what based off of your previous answer was there any preparation in in what you started no. with like as far as you're just like I'm gonna go to uh tractor supply and get some chickens and come home and because honestly that's what I would do I think I'm just gonna go to tractor supply one day just bring home a couple baby chickens and see home. if anybody notices and if yeah they're super easy right it'll be great right it's fine I feel like that's kind of the gateway uh, drug for other animals on the farm. Yeah, is that kind of true for you guys? Yeah, for sure. For sure. We've had bunnies now, which I won't go into the bunnies right now. Hopefully my 10-year-old's not listening. That's a story for when she's older. <laughs> oh no. The bunnies the bunnies are no longer with us. They're living on they're living happier on them. Are they farm. on another farm? Okay. Yeah, far away. <laughs> I think like I, I think it's super cool with like social media now because not only is it like fun to connect with people, but you can just seriously learn so much from people. And so I had just followed a million people that have homesteads and have chickens and have cows and all of these things. 
and while I don't know that like until you really like are doing it you're ever super prepared it was like enough for me to like get through without feeling like I had zero idea what was happening but still I feel pretty unprepared (laughs) for most of the things that we begin to attempt on the farm (laughs) I love that though I think that's just like an honest and organic way to to learn is just by doing it and not really really spending a whole lot of time doing research that's that's my belief in life is just doing it and then figure it (laughs) out on your own (laughs) yeah you learn along the way the best way yeah it's like you you really can only be so prepared like I can read about things so much but until you're like hands-on doing it I'm sure you know that very well yeah I do I um when I was in school, um, I when I was in college, I had a professor tell me once that I was not necessarily book smart, but I had I sure had the street smarts, and that was going to get me at least somewhere in life. And <laughs> like, I'm trying not to be offended by that, wow, but at the same time, you. like, no, thank you. <laughs> I think. Thanks, guys. So I feel for that. I am definitely a learn on your feet kind of person. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, I think you need to have like a counter on the podcast of how many times my kids the door- <laughs> try to ring the doorbell or nobody go find daddy. Okay. Go find daddy. He's like at the window like this. Please, mom, let me in. Just like open lines. No, remember when I said the hour away was going to be a vacation? Was it going to be a half hour? (laughs) Oh no, no, no. (laughs) Don't try to cut me short, okay? (laughs) Okay, so you got the chickens. What was what was next after the chickens? Um. So we have two cats now. They, I'm not a cat person at all. Like we've never liked cats, never wanted cats. My eight-year-old like desperately wanted a barn cat. So we're like, all right, as long as they don't come in the house, like they kind of just stay outside. Um, We have two great Pyrenees. So they like guard our chickens and they're the best and the sweetest and they're so cool. They kind of just, the cats follow the dogs around and they know they're safe by the dogs. So hopefully no predators get either of them. <laughs> Segway to the bunnies, maybe? No? <laughs> um, We won't go to the bunnies. But that's it for now. Like, we're working on the fence. Eric built a fence around our, like, back five or six acres. So hopefully next will be my cow. Go away. <laughs> Can you hear that? No, 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 it's fine. Okay. Stop. Stop. Go get daddy. Go get daddy. So nice about it. I'd be like on the phone at this point. Like, get the kid. I'm on my phone. I'd call That's him. That's right. <laughs> sending smoke signals out the window. I'm like, SOS. Go get daddy. Go get daddy. It's gonna be a montage of me. I was gonna say, saying, Go listen, away. if he wants to come no. in, if he wants to come in and say hi, oh more... no, no, he doesn't. <laughs> He's my wildest one, my three-year-old. 
Is so he your funny. youngest too? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so how? What else. age range do you have? Ten to three. Yeah, ten, eight, and right now they're five, four, three. Yeah, you're 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 brave. Sounds fun. <laughs> I really look back and like, how am I still here? How am I still here? I was saying, I, I get, get my butt that? kicked. I get my butt kicked by one two-year-old every single okay, day. Okay, but so I don't know how. But when you have one, you're like their sole entertainment. That's true. Like they all kind of just play together. Sometimes, most of the time, <laughs> get a straggler every once in a while. Yeah, but it's not all on me. So there is a <laughs> difference, you know. Like you are, you're the sole entertainer. That's hard. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, cow. That's exciting. Yeah. Do you have? Yeah. Um, I called. I okay. So there's always a running joke on this podcast because I knew nothing about cows when okay. I first started, and my co-host um, was a dairy farmer, and so I was like, "What brand of cows do you have?" And she's like, "What? What does my cow's brand look like?" <laughs> I was like, "Isn't that what you call them as a brand?" She's like, "It's not a designer bag. They're not." I'm like, well, eventually they are. What it might be? <laughs> what do you want me to call them? So, I'm not stupid, but what brand of cow are you kidding? Do you have it picked out yet? We're hoping we'll probably get a jersey just because they're good milkers. We want a dairy cow. Okay. But this is one of those things where, like, I really don't know hardly anything about it, and I want to do it. So, people are probably going to listen to this and be like, she's never going to make it. Good luck. You might kill your cow but I'm going to give it my best shot and it's, it's going to be fun. So I think we're going to try to get a Jersey. I also love Highland. They're like the fluffy, tiny, cute ones. That would be really fun. Um, but we'll see, I guess, whatever Eric lets me come home with one day from Facebook. <laughs> Have you seen the TikToks or the videos where people take a Dyson Airwrap to their Highland cows? And they like curl their hair. How have I missed that? How have I missed that? It's pretty cute. So if Why you need like some, my feed? <laughs> if you need some coercion techniques, if you need inspo, like just start making. Yeah, just, yeah. I'll start sending them to you, and you can yeah. just drop hints here and there. Yeah, that's good. I'm gonna need that. The kids actually went. Um, they had a march the other day. So they made signs and they walked around marching. We want baby cows. We want baby cows. <laughs> and honestly, I think that has, that's been like the biggest, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Like it has affected him the most. So I think we're inching closer. Ooh. So, okay. We're so getting now there. you're going to have to load up on ice cream or snacks or something and just quietly yeah. Yeah. under the table. Hey kids, tonight at 7 p.m. <laughs> Take this. Take this. We're doing another march. So. <laughs> Put on the puppy dog eyes. Like, where? <laughs> so, actually, Eric has become an avid Facebook marketplace buyer and seller <laughs> since retiring. Fun fact for anyone when you leave professional sports, you become a Facebook marketplace addict like the rest hey. of us. <laughs> so, Sadie, my oldest, keeps telling me, well, mom, 
that comes home with stuff from Facebook Marketplace without asking you all the time. So why are you not coming home with a cow? <laughs> Touche. Good point. It's a really good point. <laughs> She's sneaky, so, that one. You never know. One of these days, I may just <laughs> open the back, uh, back door of my van and little baby Highland may just walk right out. I do need a Dyson air wrap for it though now that I now that I know. It's a two for one deal. If you get a Highland, you gotta get the Dyson okay, perfect. air wrap. Perfect. Everybody wins. Oh so good. I could also see your family with goats. I feel like you guys would love love the goats. Yeah, I think that probably we have like a good amount of wooded area too. So like they could come in and clear it for us, which we've thought about. I've heard and they're kind of escape artists though. They kind of get like, they're a little mischievous. I feel like if I you know. have the Pyrenees though, I feel like they kind of keep them in line. Maybe. Yeah, that's true. Maybe. And you can rent them out to like mow lawns for other people. So put that up on Facebook Marketplace. I'm just okay. helping you guys start businesses, okay. like side hustles. Here. Two birds with one stone. <laughs> like we're making money off of the goats now. So this is good. This or, is good. or goat yoga. Like there's endless possibilities. You can start oh. making soap. You can do milk. Yes. Like there's so yes. many things with goats. Okay. Okay. I feel like I need goats now. You've totally convinced me. How many goats does one need to like rent them out for someone's yard though? Like, don't you Ooh. need like a hundred? Oh, what's one versus a hundred at that point, right? <laughs> it's, I've basically got a hundred kids. So one for each of you. <laughs> You're all in charge. <laughs> Do you need me to make a PowerPoint presentation for you why you need these goats? Just let me know and I can. Eric's going to be like, what was this podcast and why do I have 400 goats being delivered to my house tomorrow? He's going to block me on your social media and block my number from your phone. No more. Remember the cranberries, kids? No, you don't. <laughs> that little mind nope. eraser from Men in Black, this never happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god anyway so so your kids they are have you homeschool your kids mm -hmm. how is that going it's good it's really good I think like being out at our new like little property and stuff is just such a game changer for that because they are able to go outside and explore and when we were in like a neighborhood, it was really nice because we had all of our tons of kids, tons of neighbors, like it was really fun. But as you know, with kids, things take a while to like load the car and get out and do things. And so just having space here is just so nice. I can be like, go outside, go run around. We can learn so much outside and we just love it. It's great. Were your older kids, while you were still traveling and stuff with MLB, have you always homeschooled them or did you pull them once you got kind of settled and then just focused on everybody all together? Or has this always been like your goal is to just keep them homeschooled the entire time? Yeah, homeschooling. So, so our oldest went 
she went to like half a year of kindergarten because baseball season's like right in the middle of school. So we homeschooled her for kindergarten and then she went to the last like few months. And after that, we were kind of just like, we'll just keep him home. Like we love having him home. I don't know. I, it's, it's very trendy in motherhood to like want to send your kids off and like spend time away from them. But I really like my kids. <laughs> I really enjoy having them home and it it's not easy. Like I spend all day, every day with them. And also I feel like I have a different perspective because Eric is home now. So mm-hmm. there's two of us home, but like, we just can't imagine not having them home. I like to be one in control of their education <laughs> and two, I just, I like them. Time is going to go by so fast. I'm like, I can't imagine missing all of those hours with them. It would be a quiet house. and That'd be boring for me. So I, um, I just signed Porter up for, uh, preschool for this yeah. coming fall for 3k. Ah. And they, I sent out an email. It's like, Hey, I'm interested in this. When is signups happening? Like what, what's the procedure, whatever. So she emailed me back. She's like, well, there's a four day um, half day option or there's just a two day half day option and I responded back right away I'm like let's do four days because I still like I need to do yeah. work at home and yeah. stuff yeah and then I sat as soon as I sent that email I just started sobbing I'm like I can't do four days like that's so much <laughs> so I emailed her back like I took I took the rest of the day and I'm like I'm sorry. I hope this isn't in stone yet, but can you please switch me? (laughs) Switch me. Like he's never done daycare or like we don't have a babysitter really outside of like my mom. So I was just like, I can't, I can't do that to him because he doesn't have like any cousins or any, anybody around him. Like that's just going to be so hard for him. Probably not him. I'm sure he would be fine, but for me, for me, I can't do that. He's got his whole life to be in school and stuff I'm like why why push it he's gonna go to preschool yeah. for an extra year anyway so if if that I've been like kind of hinting at that to Dan yeah. I'm like wouldn't it be nice if we could just homeschool yeah. him homeschool. like is that is that an option <laughs> so I'll do is a that, presentation for you on funny. goats and okay you okay. can do one for me yeah. at school <laughs> I've got this okay <laughs> perfect <laughs> So if you just want to like bullet points on, on, on why it works for you guys and, and give me your best pitch today. Here's my thing. I saw something today that said, if you choose to homeschool, you get 27,000 extra hours with your kids. That's a lot of hours. That's a lot. A lot of hours. And I don't know. I just, and listen, homeschooling is not for everyone. I support everybody's like choice to do whatever is best for them and their kids. Like we have friends that have would never homeschool. We have friends that will only homeschool. Like I just want everyone to choose what's best for them. For us, I just I their childhood is like so short. They're gonna be out of the house and. I just want to like soak in every minute because I sometimes cry myself at night, like thinking about them being gone already and my youngest is three. So I, I need to get it together, but I just will miss them. It's like a lot of hours. That's a lot of hours to miss out on, you know? I remember when I was young, I was like six years old, maybe. 
And I remember crawling into bed with my mom one night and I was just like hysterically crying. I'm like, I don't want to go to college. (laughs) She's like, she's like, what? I just don't want to leave you. That's me every night. Now I'm the same way with my kid. I'm like, I don't want you to leave. So maybe I need therapy instead of. Maybe we both need therapy. <laughs> is there a, into these attachment a issues that we could hook up with? <laughs> Eric will look at me and be like, babe, he's not getting married. He's three. <laughs> like, no, no, he's not. <laughs> okay, well, uh, there it is. Sold. <laughs> I'll forward my PowerPoint when we're done. <laughs> Thank you. We'll, we'll swap PowerPoints at the end. I'm going to be blubbering mess by the time I finish reading yours, and you're just going to be like, yay, goats. <laughs> I'm going to be like, look how much money I made this week renting out my lawn goats. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> No, not right now. I love you. Are there any certain um, <laughs> any certain resources that you found super helpful? Because um, I feel like we're the same and there's just no resources other than our brains. But do you have like, um, okay, if if someone was thinking about homeschooling, what tips or tricks would you give them to kind of get started? Because it is against the norm. So it's it's not easy to find like super reliable sources or or things like that. It, there's a lot of information out there. What yeah. um, tips would you give them to kind of get started and feel confident in moving forward? So my first tip would be every state has different homeschool laws. So some states you're going to have to like report to the school system other states you send one letter in and say i'm homeschooling and that's it forever (laughs) like you have you don't have to report you don't have to do anything so you can just google like homeschool laws for whatever state you're in and then that'll kind of lead you in into like what you kind of need to do after that um there's homeschooling is actually like so prevalent nowadays there's so many people that do it. Um, you'll find Facebook groups, like a million different Facebook groups. So I would look up, you know, whatever your city is, homeschool moms or homeschool families or whatever it is. And any questions that you really have, you can just find them there. Uh, so many Instagram accounts. If anybody wants them, you can DM me and I'll send you like my favorite ones. Um there's just tons, and there's so many different ways to go about homeschooling too. It's lots and lots of options. So you'll be great. I think like the biggest, the biggest misconception is that like it needs to be like the same as school at home, and people are like, I'm not qualified to teach my kids. But really, if you're homeschooling, like you probably don't want it to be exactly like school. Like there's a reason that you're right. doing it at home. You don't want to send them to sit at a desk for however long. Like so you just have to like kind of rewire your brain into realizing that there's like a million different ways to learn, a million different ways to teach your kids. And it doesn't all have to like look exactly like school, like in your house, school. 
I think the like the coolest thing that I've seen you post in a long time was when you were butchering chickens <laughs> and you turned that into a lesson and you and you made it mm-hmm. um, applicable for for all of your kids like you broke it down so each kid was understanding what was going on in each mm-hmm. age could help in like an age appropriate way yeah How, was that kind of like your first big like farm experience as a family or how how did that go over like from your point of view to getting started to like seeing it from the kids perspective yeah that was definitely our first like real farm project I think I mean we've done stuff here and there like Eric's been putting our fences in and he's been doing all of our like electrical and plumbing and like all of that stuff but like that was our first real farm experience and it was pretty cool like we always laugh because we just learn everything off of YouTube. So I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm going to YouTube it. And there's other people that have done it and are going to share with me. But yeah, it was super cool. It was just very much like the way we like to school our kids is just one hands on and two like real life things. So I want my kids to, to learn how to how to learn something basically right so I'm like okay I want you to be in charge of figuring out how we do the feathers like figure out how we're going to take the feathers off so they're like okay this is what we're going to do we're going to get this machine or we're going to pull them or whatever but there's something for everyone like you said at every age it's like you have to and that's the beauty of like having everyone together homeschooling too is like you can all do something and it's not 15 different lessons. It's like one lesson, but you're all going to figure out like where you fit into that and what you're going to learn from it. But it was, it was pretty cool. It was eye opening. It was humbling because we didn't really know what we were doing. (laughs) It was the kids, the kids, it was really cool watching them just see we've, we're not farmers or yet. So we don't really know what we're doing, but like to be able to see our food from like this big to like a chicken in our freezer was just, it was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's so cool. And I think that's tying like your um, sports experience too back to farming because, you know, it's all that team mentality and and finding a role (laughs) for everyone. So I think that's really cool and really special. And I think your kids are going to have a really fun and unique outlook on life that's going to really set them up for success later on just because they're getting so much great experience at home and and learning to work with everybody different skill sets and and learning on the fly like like we do yeah. so that's that's kind of like the main reason why I wanted to talk to you is just to like hear all of this um and and so other people can hear it too because that's just so cool I I love hearing that kind of thing um if you could write yourself like a letter or tips and tricks and leave it for you, like on your kitchen counter when you first moved in, like if you could go back in time and leave like this list of of tips, tricks, advice for yourself when you guys first moved here, is there anything that you would write down or would you just be like, <laughs> good luck? <laughs> I think... So I think that like the biggest thing that we wanted when we came here is like, we obviously want to do all the things like we just want to dabble in like everything. And I think 
just reminding ourselves that we don't have to be experts on anything. We just kind of want to like know how to do a lot of things is going to like help us. So Eric spent however long playing baseball, right? Like perfecting his craft, like doing the same thing every day, like working super hard. So when we got here, like him getting to like mow our lawn with the tractor, like he was so stoked about it because he's never been able to like do all of those like true dad things because he was gone for so long, like playing for so long, but just watching him like transform into somebody that has, is just like a jack of all trades now, like learning how to do a little bit of everything. I think that that was like our most important thing is like, we want to do it all. So we need to not put like, so much focus on one thing but just kind of learn how to do everything and mostly like we want to be super self-sufficient we want to know how to do a lot of things and take care of ourselves so just learning learning a lot I guess learning a lot of things that's what we want I love that I love I love keeping up with you guys so thank you for for being (laughs) um vulnerable especially on social media I think that takes a lot of courage to post some of the things that you do not because it's wrong but just because it's it's not the norm and it's so fun to see and 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 to see it especially through like a a first generation farmer's eyes and and see the struggles and the wins that you guys have I think that's really special so keep on doing that because you have a lot of people you have a lot of people rooting for you, even if it doesn't feel like it sometimes. But um, for any listeners out there who have a Jersey cow, um, go slide into Casey's DMs. <laughs> Help her out. Send me all the info. <laughs> or just send or anybody. Cow. Yeah, just send her a cow. No big deal. <laughs> um, but just send that, right? <laughs> uh, Casey, because you did live in Wisconsin for a little bit of time, uh, Fried or squeaky cheese curds? Oh, I'm gonna go fried with with ranch. Is that like illegal to say? Is that a, or am I gonna get made fun of by Wisconsin people if I say no. yes? Okay, no. yeah, no, we love ranch <laughs> on our cheese curds. It's okay, okay, yes, ranch for sure. Ranch. Did you go to Quick Trip a lot while you're here? No, I've watched you go a million times. <laughs> Okay, so I can't ask the, gr- what your the green, the green, the cap, green cap. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to edit the part out where you said that you don't go a lot to just saying that green cap. The green cap, 100%. Yes. Good, good response. Um, because we have a lot of Wisconsin listeners, what is something that you miss about Wisconsin, if anything? Um. The one thing we talk about all the time is pops, frozen custard. Really? Yeah. That Interesting. Was like one of our favorites. It is something that we miss. Besides that, we miss the people. The people are just so nice. We've been to, well, we played for a lot of different stadiums, but like when we walked into the Brewers, they like grabbed me, put me in a car and drove me around the whole stadium and told me exactly where I was supposed to go. And like, just so nice. The nicest people. So nice. Did you get to ride in the little helmet car? (laughs) It wasn't the helmet car. 
But oh, no. My, my kids were one of the sausages, so that was also a highlight of the little of mini sausages. Yeah. I've worn many mascots in so my good. day. And my favorite was always being the Polish sausage. They rented those out to like high school kids and you could wear them for different events. So I was, I was the mama Polish sausage for a couple of days. Amazing. I, I like to add that to my resume. I running in the race myself. Oh, it's so much fun. <laughs> I know. Anyway. I wish I would have done it. I don't know. I'm, I never had the chance. So maybe another just- time. It's just the fear of of tripping over the the baby sausage links yes. that. <laughs> yeah, and if anyone was gonna trip, it would have for sure been me. <laughs> so maybe it's better. <laughs> well, we'll have to get you in contact, and maybe for like an alumni race or something. Yeah, I'd be willing. I'd be willing. Mm-hmm. I'll see. I'll see if I know any people. Get you in contact. Yeah, with the let sausage me... directors. <laughs> Put it um, at the end of the slideshow that you sent me. Yes, yes, for sure. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, Casey, for coming on here. <laughs> if people would like to follow you on social media, where can they find you at? Yeah, it's just my name, Casey Sogard. Should I spell it? It's not like the typical. <laughs> I'll leave your handle K-A-Y-C-E-S-O-G-A-R-T. linked down below in the S-O-G-A-R-T. Perfect. And I'll leave I'll leave your handle in the show notes. So if you need if you need a little yeah, link, perfect. I'll leave it there for you too. So thank you so much. I yeah. hope this was a nice little vacation yeah. for you. And hopefully if you don't get mauled when you go back out there or anything. There's, but there's literally somebody at my door right now. So you have a crowd waiting for you. <laughs> it's because I'm loved, right? That's what I yes. tell myself. Yes, definitely. <laughs> awesome. Well, worried. thank you. Thank you so much for coming on today. And again, keep keep doing what you're doing because it's really fun to watch and you're you're doing great, sweetie. Keep on doing it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I needed that encouragement. Really, truly though. I appreciate it. <laughs> of course. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you're not following us already, you can find us over at Forward Farming Podcast um, on your favorite podcast streaming platform and also on YouTube sometimes when our internet cooperates. Um, You can find me over at Cranberry Chats, Becca's over at Becca Hilby, and I will tag Casey's Instagram down below so you can go show her some love and give her all the cow tips and everything that she needs to get that going. So thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye.